This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This is the besotted pride of West London podcast. And I'm sitting here outside the pub. It's the back in the pub. It's absolutely amazing to be back in the pub after so long, really. I mean, we've been back to the pub, obviously, to have a drink and everything like that. But as you know, the podcasts have all been virtual. We've been in the virtual joint, sitting there, pretending that we're in the pub, drinking our lemon juices and our apple juices and our and the Lapsan Shushong as they do back in the West Country but we thought let's forget all of that let's get back to real football let's get back to proper podcasting let's get back to Premier League let's get back to the pub let's get back to the pub that's exactly what we've done and we're sitting here outside the pub that we always come to it's the Globe in Brentford West London my name is Billy Grant and I'm sitting there with a big smile on my face a big pint in my hand as I'm getting ready to talk about lots and lots of football with my chums around here and I've got the Allard in the house the Allard how are you? I'm very good and like you said great to be back in the pub we've, we've had a little pre-season back in the pub didn't we but now we're doing it for real that's right doing it for real most definitely you've got Laney in the house Laney what's going down? Yeah, no, it's good to be good to be back in the boozer. It seems to be like a lack of restrictions now. Um, we haven't got to be kind of like uh, masked up and on tables of two and and uh, having fo- having to eat while we're talking and all that kind of stuff. So it, it, it seems like normality is returning. Um, and then we've got a, a massive game to look forward to on Friday with a full house at our new stadium. And I just can't wait. I can't wait either as well. And like I said to you, you know, as we do in the Salted Podcast, when we're not doing it online and we're in the pub sometimes we get somebody to come in on enemy territory you know sometimes a QBR fan sometimes a f- f- sorry I can't say the word f- 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 Fulham fan you know sometimes it might be we had Forest fans we've had Derby fans we've had all sorts of characters here sharing a pint with us and chatting but this time we've actually got an Arsenal fan in the house Darren is in the house Arsenal fan how are you doing Darren? I'm oh, doing very well, thank you. Yeah, Great good. to be here. Thanks for having me on. Uh, thanks for having us as well. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having you. Thanks for coming <laughs> on as well. I'm sitting there looking as you've got your, your elbow on a book, which is a, an Arsenal book that you seem to have written, is it? Yes, that's exactly what it is. This is my new book, Overland and Sea and Lockdown, Arsenal, the Corona Diaries. It's um, What's about? Come on, just tell us. Well, it's um, it started out as a diary of the football season last season, but um, we... Um, once lockdown and everything else started happening, the pandemic, um, things started to change. The whole landscape of the football world started to change. And um, so that's what I'm covering. It's talking about being a football fan, being an Arsenal fan, but, you know, being a football fan as well d- during the pandemic where we can't, couldn't go to stadiums anymore. Football just became this TV show that we was all watching, you know. And um, it's, it's, a, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's about living through that, you know. 
Well, that sounds really quite interesting, actually. I might have to, to, to need a copy of you and go and read it on the toilet a little bit later. Yes, well, how long have you got? It's a good, it's a good bog read. It's one of the one of the funniest books I've published. It's a, it's you know, it's a, it's a very serious era, but um, the way Darren writes, it's a, it's, it's very, it's very funny. It's a, it's, a, it's a laugh, it's a laugh out, it's a well. laugh out loud funny book, actually. No, no, it sounds all good. So, uh, so I mean. We're all sitting around here, and I mean, you've obviously talking about the, you know, written about the pandemic, you know, which we've been talking about how you've been feeling obviously over the past eighteen months. We've talked about it a lot online on the Besotted podcast, and even you know, whenever we're chatting ourselves on the phone on WhatsApp or whatever like that. And uh, it's been a really weird sort of eighteen months, couple of years, but you know, we saw this return to normality for us at the the, the semi final of the playoffs. You know, that was like all of a sudden we felt like, you know, normalities were, you know, coming back. And then obviously we had the final as well, which we went to, which we were very lucky to go to because a lot of fans still hadn't seen live football then. And it's really interesting to go and watch, um, you know, sitting down there and very lovely to sit down and turn the TV on and start watching sort of Nottingham Forest versus whoever they're playing and all this sort of championship games that we're not involved in. But what was really nice is sort of seeing the mates from the championship tweeting and talking about how they were so happy just to be back in the stadium they almost like didn't care what the result was like you know what I'm saying it was happy to be singing the referees chanting did you see that chart, that, that tweet about um, Steve Evans as well Steve Evans got a red card didn't he did as he? well down at Crawley yeah he got red you know and they said Steve Evans got a red card because he's um, he's not Crawley obviously anymore and they were playing Crawley the team that he managed he's got red card in and all, apparently the stadium erupted oh, I can't imagine Crawley erupting myself like you know but it's, <laughs> I, 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 I'm not sure I, I think the press Preston fans, they're, they're getting back in the stadium, didn't last that long for them. <laughs> That's right. So, but like I said to you, the, the, the return to normality is there. I mean, how has it been for you? And this, you know, just coming up to this season, the Allard, I'm just interested, you know, how has it been for you? I think I, I think the big step was the semi-final with the playoffs where I, I just remember being really excited about going to football again. Um, Wembley was, was obviously the next thing. And then I've... I think that's when I went back to football, if that makes sense. And um, and, and now this is actually... I, I know we talk about it being going back to football, but in a lot of respects for me, this is about what is the Premier League and what what's it going to offer us this season, you know? Um, so, so yeah. It is, it's, not, it's not actually just about going back to football for us. We've actually got that bonus of being yeah. at, at the top table. So it's, it's, you know, it's super exciting in a stadium that we're... You know, we missed out on moving into properly. We've only had kind of like little baby samples of it with, you know, a handful of people compared to the, you know, the 17 and a half thousand or whatever it's going to be. So, you know, we are we are jumping off uh, straight into the deep end, which is like super exciting. I, I think that's the point, isn't it? Is that, is that it's kind of like every time. So we've gone back to football and we've kind of done that. And we did it because of the playoffs. And we've got to remember a lot of the other supporters who weren't in the playoffs, they wouldn't have gone back to football till, till last weekend, certainly from the Championship. Um, so we're and we, experienced. And we, we've done it in steps. Yeah, we've got a bit of experience <laughs> of it. And we've, and we've done it in steps. And these steps are sort of, you know, we're still climbing these steps. And I suppose, I'm not saying we're reaching the top step, are we? But it feels kind of like we are on Friday. I'm going to ask you a question then, because I'm going to come to Dave as well, because obviously, like I said, Arsenal fan, you know, coming to the game on Friday. But I'm going to ask you a question then, because obviously we've had a bit of experience, as we said, about this. We, you know, we had the semi-final when, when other teams haven't. And then we've got to Wembley, we had the final, the fans, you know, we've, we've actually got into football mode and then we've had the, you know, the, the three friendlies and Valencia and everything like that and all of a sudden I'm looking at other fans and they're like oh my god it's the first time I've been back at football for like nearly two years and Arsenal you know they, have, they haven't had that many games so do you think as fans we're going to be more experienced in the stadium than they are? 
Yeah, I think we will. I think I mean, we all know how, how important experience is, don't we? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I still think it's only, as I said, baby steps. You know, we, you know, it's Friday's a big learning curve. We're, we're gonna, you know, it's the first time we're gonna be properly immersed in you know in a bigger crowd you know obviously i went to the, the you know the european cup final the europa cup final at wembley now that, that was a big crowd but in terms of your club this is this is the first step and you know we're, we're almost back within three or four weeks we're going to be you know we're going to be used to this european championships final as well they're, they're, the, they're the ones that's, that's the one that i was, was going to say, the ones. Was gonna say <laughs> who did you go and see there this is the thing, I mean, we've got no experience with the Premier League. None of us, are, the, nobody I know who's a Brentford supporter has got any experience of playing at the, at the top level. Um, and I think also worked out our players have got about 35 minutes of experience right. of the Premier League, right. which we can probably talk about later. But I, but I, I don't know if the teams come into the Premier League with less experience than us 35 minutes in terms of players and no minutes, obviously, in terms of supporters. That's right. So listen, we're going to have a little break because we're so happy to be in the pub we need to go to the bar get ourselves a little drink and when we come back we're going to talk a little bit more about this Arsenal game so like I said we're coming into the season now and we've had a bit of a pre-season between us you know Brentford have played a few games myself and Laney talked about it on the podcast on Sunday the weekend roundup I think we started to call that we might change the name next week but we'll see how it goes and we talked about the matches that we've played talked about the players gave our little thoughts there as well you can check that out on prideofwest.london as well as you can check out all our podcasts as well like you know you can see that as well but I mean the Allard again you know the, the friendies that we've played from what I can gather Bees fans seem to be fairly happy with what's been going on. How are you feeling? Yeah, I feel the same. Un- unusually for friendlies, it looks like that we've actually got a plan. Um, we've got the players to execute the plan, and we're going into the season kind of knowing what we're going to do. I think there's a slight that, that you, you could tweak the formation one way or the other. And maybe we'll talk about that, but, but when we talk about the game in more details. But but it seems for me it was a really solid pre-season schedule. Um, we played two Premier League games. We played a very good Spanish side. Um, and from, they were kind of the three key games. We had an away game at Man United, which I think was probably a really good idea because it gave the players the opportunity to experience, you know, going away to a big stadium and stuff like that. I thought that was a really good idea. And um, and and I really felt against Valencia, I could see what we'd sort of planned and 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 how we were going to execute it. It just yeah, it all seems to have slotted pretty much into place. Often with pre-season, you sort of come out of it not really. Sometimes even. You, you kind of can see what they're going to do in the first game but you're not really convinced that's what they should do but it just feels like we're we're rolling I think there's only like one or two positions up for grab before the game starts on Friday and did you think we stepped it up because we're in the Premier League or do you think we stepped it up because we're, we're learning um, I I think I think we had to step it up because we're in the Premier League there, didn't, there doesn't seem any reason for me for us to sort of go on a tour of lower league clubs and, um, and, and use that as a pre-season sort of Thing, which is which is what what happens often like you know we, we would be maybe playing an old championship club and stuff like that but it seemed like we we, we really decided that we needed to step up the opposition and um, and test the players out and I mean Darren I mean your pre-season as well again you know there's a Brentford fans out there that listen to this Arsenal fans out there listen to it as well I mean I've heard a few murmurings and it seemed like the Arsenal fans weren't particularly happy with how your pre-season's been going yeah if it's pretty much the complete opposite to what Matt's just said, basically. You know, um, any Arsenal fan out there that's listening will, um, will know that um, 
our pre-season hasn't gone um, well at all and they'll also know that there's been a lot of debate about how well our pre-season has gone or hasn't gone when I say debate obviously I mean um, you know arguments ranting <laughs> yeah ran- <laughs> ranting yeah that's yes. it that's, that's the word I was looking for and um, you know I, I, I'd, like, I'd like to say that um, I'm not too worried about pre-season games you know I have, I have said that but obviously the closer it gets and the worse we're playing and you know like Matt was saying about it it looks like you've got a plan it doesn't look like we've got much of a plan at all I remember saying um, throughout last season that Arteta could be using the whole of last season as a, as a, as a long pre-season for this season you know like, like we've been saying about it. now we're back in the grounds now, now football's back as it should be I was hoping, you know, that we would be able to, you know, hit the ground running in pre-season games, not just, you know, the actual once the season actually kicks off. But having said that, we've I've been following Arsenal so long to know that you just don't know what to expect, you know. So, so I mean, I'm just going to ask a question. I know the Allies going to come in, in a minute. I mean, you're talking about pre-season. What happened in pre? Because I've got no idea. I mean, I know you played Tottenham a bit and you played a few other games. But what happened and what were you happy with? Well. Well, we lost to Chelsea and Tottenham for a start, which is <laughs> which is enough to make most Arsenal fans unhappy. It was disrupted a little bit as well, where, where the um, the pre-season tour in America had to be um, had to be cancelled, obviously because of the uh, the, um, the the coronavirus restrictions so, and so um, the, the travel restrictions. I don't even know what it was for. To be so, so, so that was the cup in Florida. That basically, in the end, there was like only sort of one team competing in. So. Uh, no, I won that. Yeah, yeah. I think well, you know, you never know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Yeah. But um, yeah, uh, and then so we had a couple of quickly, um, hastily arranged um, friendlies. One was against Millwall. I can't even remember who the other was against. I think it's Watford, actually. And um, but obviously, I think most most of us were looking at the um, the, the mind series games against Chelsea and against Tottenham. Personally, didn't think we was that bad against Tottenham in the first half. Again, it's one of it's, it's one of these one, one of these tricky ones where you just you just never know with Arsenal. We're we're, um, we're a team that really thrives on momentum and confidence. So, and our opening to the season probably couldn't have been much worse against yourselves. And no disrespect to yourselves, but we've also got we've got Chelsea and Man City straight after that. But having said no disrespect to yourselves, you're going to be you're going to have your tails right up. You're going to be right up for it. And um, the confidence is low for Arsenal. Then you know I've seen so many times before that that that's that's where we struggle. You're going to come out all guns blazing, and but then on the other hand, Arsenal we've got a habit of just upsetting the narrative. You know from what I'm what I'm expecting to happen, and what does happen can often be two different things. So I'm I couldn't be more on the fence to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I could sit here for hours saying you know saying all the different the outcomes that could, that can happen after Friday and and beyond. You know. But the, the most important thing for me is I'm looking forward to the football season starting again. I'm looking forward to football getting back to how it should be, with supporters in the stadiums. You know, what we all went through last season. You know, I, th- I think now is is a the best time where you can actually enjoy football for what it is, what it should be. That is with the fans. Just, 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 just to finish off the pre-season stuff. I reckon I could absolutely name nailed on nine starters for Friday. 
and that and, and that has come out of pre-season. It's what what I've watched, yeah. and I'm pretty sure what Thomas Frank's plan is. Could you do the same with the Arsenal team? Absolutely not. No, I couldn't. I couldn't. Um, well, I know nine players that I'd have started anyway, yeah. but uh, but I, I, I couldn't couldn't tell you at all um, what our, what our starting lineup is going to be on Friday, and one of the main reasons for that is because we still have a lot of shifting about to do with a squad we, we can't really start the se- well we're going to have to start the season with the squad we've got but we, you know, we can't go to the end of the transfer window without at least making one addition in midfield as far as I'm concerned but you know we've got other areas to address as well but we're, we're a good attack inside as well. There's, there's some positives there as well. OK, so listen, we're going to come on to the squad, we're going to come on to the team, we're going to come to the match in a minute. But as we're talking about the games and how happy the fans are at the moment now, we're going to go back to that Valencia game. We're going to listen to what the fans had to say on the terraces straight after the final whistle and back in the pubs afterwards after that Valencia game. It was a great game. A uh, very skillful Valencia side. And we were doing some stuff that I've never seen us do before. We just looked fantastic going forward. My man of the match was uh, Vitaly Janel. Uh, he looks superb. But the, some of the, the patterns of play we were playing, especially going forward in their, in their third, was absolutely stunning. I was like really amazed by how far we've moved forward from last year. So really great performance. I am so looking forward to Friday. It was good. Another good workout. Um, first team you know the first start of the 11 probably starting to come together I'd imagine that that's not too dissimilar to what we'll start with on Friday um, hopefully with Tony back I, I thought it was really good really players are going to step up this year we're going to get Brian was great today he's just taking his applause I thought Yanel was immense today in more of a free roll um, we look comfortable on the ball no idea really how good Valencia are where they are with their own preparations or you know how strong a team that was for them but uh, a really good and enjoyable workout. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's quite an entertaining game. Um, unlucky in the first half with a dreaded VAR. Oh, my God. I'm not looking forward to that coming. It's a really, really enjoyable day. Like, I went along not really for the friendly, but just to try and get my bearings for the for the stadium like most others. And I thought, mate, really enjoyable. And I thought the, the team were a bit of a bonus. Um, yeah, performed great. Turned around really well. Big Frank, come on. He's going to be a favourite, isn't he? Frank on Yeka. He looked really good. Um, Force looked stronger. I don't know, mate. I just, I come, I've come away with a bit of um, bit more confidence than I had beforehand. I'm not even secretly optimistic. I think we'll beat Arsenal. I think the way they play suits us. And I don't think they're very good. So I think we'll beat them. And, and also another one is Yanel. And we all know about him. That, that guy can play at any level whatsoever. He's got everything in front of him, that guy. And I'm so pleased he's wearing the red and the white, I can tell you now. Great result, great performance, and uh, watch out, Arsenal, because we're coming for you, mate. So, Darren, listen, you're the Premier League expert here. And, and I'm just wondering, Brentford, we've come up. What do we need to watch out for? What's going to be so different? And what have the, the previous clubs come up? What have they done or not done? Well, it's 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 been very difficult for clubs that have come up. You know, there's there's only there's only a few that have over the last few seasons that have actually you know managed to actually keep the keep their heads above water. You know, um, obviously we played Fulham um, first game of last season. Excellent job. Yeah, we don't. Yeah, 
thought you'd like that one. Yes, we did. And, um, and to be honest with you, that they did. They they looked terrible. That they looked they looked absolutely petrified. They they just looked like they wasn't on the same level as us at all. Um, there was there was off the pace, completely off the pace. And I, th- I think that that is the main thing. Is is the technical level? It's just that that level above. Even you know, we're not even talking about you know the billionaires of City and Chelsea. Even like your mid to lower ta- uh, lower table teams, there's that slight difficult, that that slight um, extra level of um, you know technical ability, and the thing is, you only really learn that from the Premier League, from staying in the Premier League. That that's the hard thing. But on the other hand, what you what you're gonna have is you're gonna have um, you're gonna have some spirit there, you know. So what you what you do need to do. Brentford, you need to you need to you need to harness that. Everything you've been speaking about tonight, about you know having the fans back in the stadium, about how you're buzzing for it, you need to transfer that over to the team, and I'm sure I'm sure you will. You know, there's only there's only so much you can do because you know the, the football played on the pitch, but there'll be games where you, you, you'll be you know you'll be the twelfth man literally. I know I know some silly old cliche, but you will, and that, that that's the sort of thing that can carry you through. You've got you've got to win your must win games basically. Even if it comes down to like writing off games against the big teams, the top teams, you know, yeah, just just win your battles. Yeah. So here, that. So listen, I mean, as people might know out there, Brentford are known as a stats team. Like you know, we use statistical information to try and give us a little bit of an edge. And on the Besotted podcast as well, we've got our own stats person as well. We've got Will, the spreadsheet winker. Oh, what a winker! Oh, what a winker! Yes, <laughs> he is. He's great. And so Will's coming back here, and I had a little chat with Will to see if he had a little bit of knowledge on the Premier League and maybe what Brentford needs to do and what the difference is between the Championship and the Premier League for Brentford. So Arsenal game coming up and it wouldn't be a besotted podcast if we didn't call upon Will the Spreadsheet Winker to give us his view on the statistical side of what's going to go down at the game on Friday. Will, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm very good. Looking forward to the game. Yeah, listen, I haven't chatted to you all. Listen, I've given you a little break all summer. You must have been sort of chilling out, just sort of kind of not having to crunch numbers sitting inside that little lab of yours. Exactly, yeah. I've I had, a, had a month off and unfortunately I've been coding since then. I've got a summer work project that I'm doing, so I've been coding since then, unfortunately. That's right. So listen, let's just get straight into this, though, because, you know, all we want to do is we just want to get a little bit of a summary of where we were, because obviously we were in the championship before. We know a lot about the championship. We know kind of the barometer of the teams when we were playing them, where we might have been pipped against them, what we needed to do. But we're in the Premier League now and it's all very different. So what's the main difference between the championship and the Premier League? Main difference is simply the quality. If you think about the quality of the players that you're going to have in the Premier League, the one I always come back to is is is, is Min Son, right? He basically broke XG models last year because his finishing was so ridiculously elite. You know, a chance that would have been say a uh, a ten or a twenty percent chance for for most players, Human Song was putting away at sort of thirty or forty plus percent. So he, his his finishing was just that elite that, that that he kind of just broke those models. So the quality of the players is 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 going to be a lot better. The other thing I think is the the match tempo. That's that's going to be a heck of a lot higher. You know, we think of ourselves as as quite a kind of high pressing kind of fast paced team. 
Uh, even Arsenal, who didn't do all that well last year, had a higher match tempo than us last year. You know, and we were we were right at the top end of the championship, and they were kind of in the middle of the pack in the Premier League, and they had a higher match tempo than us. So it, that that's going to be a, a big adjustment for the players, I think, is just the tempo, the speed of the games that they're going to be playing. It's interesting that, you know, and, and I'm just wondering, because obviously you're talking about the match tempo, you're talking about us coming inside there and in effect trying to basically compete. How do Brentford lie in comparison to teams in the Premier League? I mean, sometimes I know we talk about the Benham table, which is the sort of world league table, where you get pitted against teams um, from all around the world. So you get an idea of how you kind of match it against them, even if you're in different leagues. So I'm just wondering, where do Brentford lie in comparison to these Premier League teams? So we're 65th at the moment. We have an SPI, I don't exactly know what that acronym means actually, um, of 67, exactly the same as Southampton, obviously Premier League team. We're doing very, very well at the start of the season last year before falling away quite badly. Uh, 66.8 is Burnley. And then there's uh, actually Valencia who played and and I think, you know, outplayed a lot of the time uh, at the weekend on 66.6. So very, very similar scores to them. Newcastle just ahead of us on 67.8. Actually, for some reason, uh, I don't know, small, tiny, tin pot championship team called Fulham on 68 above us. I don't know what, what's going on with that. Uh, I, think they, I think they're probably using last season the fact that they're in the Premier League. Maybe that's what they're using there. Um, and things might change after the first week or the first or second week of the season, maybe. Let's hope so. Yeah, I mean, it still has us listed as a championship side on here, but there we go. Yes, yes. So, I mean, so, so I mean, in, in effect, I mean, and, and, and looking at other teams as well, because obviously Arsenal are in there as well. So we're going to, you know, we're pitting ourselves against Arsenal and how big, you know, if you're using, okay, listen, you know, we're, we're just using this as a, as, a, as a bit of a barometer here, but um, how big is the gap according to this statistical model here between us and Arsenal? So the gap is, is pretty big. Arsenal are up in 13th, just ahead of Inter Milan and Juventus and Sevilla, who are all obviously kind of, you know, giants of the European game. Inter Milan, who won the Scudetto this year. Juventus, who obviously got Ronaldo playing for them. And 538 reckon that Arsenal are just about on a par or slightly better with those two. So it is going to be, well, they reckon it's it, it's a very big gap. The thing is, it's one game, right? It's the start of the season, so everything's all a little bit kind of loose and any and, and any, anyone's, you know, anyone's guess what's what's what, what's going on. But it's it, it's one game and... I reckon we can we, we, we can give a good account of ourselves on Friday. Okay, so listen, Brentford, you know, where are our strengths and where will we be able to match teams in the Premier League? So our strengths are, even though I was mentioning about our match tempo being lower than Arsenal's, our, our match tempo is very high. We play fast football, which is always going to be a benefit against teams like, for example, Burnley, who are kind of quite, uh, quite susceptible to that, that, that sort of style of play. If you look at our XG, we've got you know one of the highest XG differentials. Uh, we had the highest XG differential in the championship last year. And what does that mean? XG different. So the XG differential is just the, uh, the the XG force, so the XG that your attackers create minus the XG that your opponents create against you. So ours uh, last year was uh, 1.73 versus 0.87, so about 0.9 there thereabouts. If you look at Arsenal, theirs was only 0.3. So we were a lot higher in terms of creating more chances than we were conceding than, for example, Arsenal were. But of course, the difference is that they were in the Premier League and we were in the Championship. Exactly, yeah. That, that's what makes these stats very, very difficult to uh, to kind of compare. But it does give you a, a kind of idea, especially when you're thinking about teams like Burnley, 
especially w- with regards to what they're creating, right? Because they have a, a quite a similar squad strength to us, or SPI and 538 seem to think they do. They were only creating 1.13 XG last season. We were creating 1.73, right? So uh, t- taking away, you know, what they conceded from those Premier League attacks and all that sort of stuff, it does give you some sort of idea uh, as to how we're going to measure up against these guys this year. Okay, and so ask the question as well, where are our weaknesses and what do we have to watch out for in this league? So we're going to have to watch out for elite players, right? We, we're going to uh, of a higher quality than, than, our, than our team has ever played against before, apart from possibly in a couple of, you know, very fleeting cup appearances like the game against Spurs last year, for example. Um, the players are just, are just, are just you know are just that much better and, and the quality is that much higher. You've you got people who are going to be thinking about Champions League and, 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 and players like Kane and, and Grealish playing for City and Spurs who are thinking about Golden Boot at the start of the season, right? You know, these are established Premier League players who are, who are in their international sides at the top of their game. So we're going to need to look out for the quality of the players. The other thing we're going to need to look out for is that the tempo of the games is going to be a hell of a lot higher. You know, there are some teams like like City and probably Chelsea and, and, and probably Liverpool who will just be able to rip through our midfield and defence and we're going to need to be able to deal with that. The recovery runs from our defenders are going to need to be there and our midfielders are going to need to be very, very good at stopping those kind of quick passing moves and counterattacks and stuff like that. It's going to be a big adjustment. The question, because you're talking about, you know, Liverpool ripping through our defence and, and, and our midfield, which is, uh, that sounds quite worrying, actually. But the question I'll ask you, though, is that, you know, obviously we've got some really good players. We played some great football last season as well. We've seen us play some great football in the pre-season friendlies as well. So um, some people are saying that the Premier League may actually kind of suit Brentford. I'm thinking, what players exactly do you think will really prosper from being in the Premier League as compared to the Championship and why? So I think your kind of ball-playing centre-halves are going to do really, really well. Players like Ayer and uh, Ethan Pinnock, who can maraud out of the centre of defence with the ball, break the lines of the of the attack and kind of run forward into the midfield and, and make those sort of progressive passes that we like so much. I think they're going to really suit the Premier League. I think, um, you know, y- you won't necessarily have big lumps of kind of strikers who'll just sit on them all day like you might have had in the Championship. I think that they'll have more kind of licence to do that. We'll also need them to do that more, right? Because um, you're not just going to be able to lump the ball up to Tony quite as often as we might have done at times last year, especially in our kind of more fallow attack periods so we're going to need those players to, to step up like Chris and like Pontus and like, and like Ethan I think that those those three centre-backs whether it's a back three or a back four are going to be very very important for us this year okay so look Arsenal we're playing them on Friday night um, we you know obviously we'd love to get a result but <laughs> we don't really want to lose but we need to know what's good and bad about Arsenal so you know from a statistical point of view um, what are their strengths and how do they compare to Brentford so their strengths, obviously, it's you know the, the old classic Arsenal. Are oh, they always walking into the net? It is actually true in this case. They have uh, had a lot of possession, had an average possession percentage of fifty three percent last year, which was actually uh, only just short of what we managed in the Championship, a, a division down. Uh, they, all, they 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 don't uh, go long very often with regards to passes. They they favour kind of short passing moves, and obviously uh, there was a lot made of it last year. Arteta's teams favour crossing, so our um, centre backs and our uh, big midfielders and our, and our big uh, big strikers like Ivan, for example, are going to need to really be on their toes with regards to cutting out those crosses 
because that's the way that they like to attack, uh, despite the fact that they don't really have a particularly big centre forward. I don't really know why Arteta's quite so obsessed with it, but there we go, that's that's how they play. Um, their weaknesses, they conceded uh, quite a lot of XG. They conceded 1.22 on average per game. The other thing that is a weakness is Bernd Leno, their goalkeeper, with regards to his expected kind of goals... Uh, his expected goals conceded and his actual goals conceded right so basically ranking the kind of quality of the chances that the strikers had against him with regard uh, and comparing that to the chances that he actually saved um he didn't do that well in fact he was uh, kind of on the, in the lower half of the goalkeepers in the table last year so that he's 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 definitely a weakness for them and in terms of their strengths i'd definitely say they're kind of short passing game and their crossing okay so Big game. Friday night, Arsenal coming down to new Griffin Park. Looking at all the information that you've got, you've been inside your lab, you've 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 come out you've come out with your formulas and everything like that. How do you see this game panning out? I think it's gonna be an exciting game actually. I think that, you know, as 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 we saw last year and the year before and in the year before that even Bees tend to enjoy it when teams come and play us at football, right? We don't tend to enjoy particularly grinding out wins or you know when Forrest came down two years ago and just sat back and nicked a jammy goal and and, and managed to beat us twice just based on that um I think Arsenal will come out and they'll try and play football because they've got the players that they're able to do that they've got good players they've got quality quality players so I think it'll be an exciting game in terms of that I think that we do need to be careful of players like Aubameyang and uh, and, and Bukayo Saka because they are just absolutely quality quality players so if we can keep those two in particular kind of quiet with regards to goal scoring and kind of setting up chances and, and doing things like that I think we'll probably do all right so listen Will thanks a lot for that good bit of information we'll have you back on the podcast week in and week out giving us your little spreadsheet winker section as we call it your statistical lowdown on what's going down with Brentford that was Will the spreadsheet winker spreadsheet So that was Will, the spreadsheet winker. Will Alsop there as well. And he's going to be back on more podcasts as well, week in and week out as well, just talking the stats side of things and just giving us a bit of a lowdown as to what's going down on the statistical side of Brentford. But it's interesting, you know, he plucked out a few things there, you know, Will, you know, saying that, you know, we're going to, you know, we're going to find it harder because, you know, teams are out there, they just pass the ball around, you know, the quality and the tempo. Um, as you know about that, it could be something that Brentford is going to have to be able to deal with as well. What I thought was quite interesting as well, though, is that, you know, he talked about Arsenal, you know, and, it, you know, when they compared to Brentford, you know, possession and crosses is where, you know, he says that the, the, the bonus is going to be. I mean, but I'm just figured for you, the Allards, you know, what Will was talking about there, what kind of sort of kind of, you know, made you sort of think? Well, I suppose he sort of said that... Um I mean, he talked about the teams we might finish around. So I think it was like Southampton, Newcastle, Burnley. Um, I think that's quite interesting. I, 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 in my head, I've got Newcastle as being relegation potential. So I don't really want to be around Newcastle. Um, the other two, I've, I'm less sort of clear on. Um, but it's interesting because I thought that as well. But then I was talking to, I think it was the Red Men TV, where I said that I'd put Newcastle down for relegation. And they said that they actually had a bit of a storming run to the season because they signed a player and that worked to the back end of the season. And he actually kind of saved them. And actually, they sort of finished about sort of 12th or something like that. So mm. they said they actually did. They, they, yeah. they had an unbelievable start as well. Do you remember? Like, yeah. like they had this mad sort of run at the beginning where they, where they got almost enough points to get them well away from it. I think they were sitting in the top eight or something, although apparently they weren't playing very well at all. So so maybe if they hadn't have had that start, it, it could have ended up a bit differently. Um, 
but again, you know, you. I'll be honest. I don't watch much Premier League football. I haven't for for the last. Well, I just don't. None of us. Know. None of I, us do. I, so, so sometimes I find it quite hard to get my head around it. Um, I, I know I watched Newcastle come to Brentford in um, in December, and they were bloody awful. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember watching that, thinking, well, you know, I'm sure we can we can compete. You can do something here. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. and to be honest, they, you know, that was their only chance of success that season because they were in a reasonable position in the league. It wasn't like they were, as far as I recall, resting loads of players. And they ended up with 26 strikers on the pitch trying to get an equaliser. Andy Carroll came on. Yeah, he came right, on yeah. Andy Carroll came on three times from what I remember. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and, and booted the ball over the, over the crossbar. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, Darren, from yourself, I mean, I know that you're sort of kind of, you're a little bit nervous on, uh, on, you know, on, on how Arsenal's prospects are, but I'm just wondering because, like I said to you, we do a lot of sort of kind of, you know, we do a lot of stat stuff. And from what he's saying to me, he's saying to me, listen, you know, you can't knock, you know, you've got some great players out there, you still do play the, some good football. Yeah, some people saying that you might have someone said, you know, your strikers ain't on fire, but as far as we're concerned, you know, you, you buy players for £72 million, you know what I'm saying? We're jumping up and down buying a player for £13 million. That's the most we've ever spent. So you still see that there's a massive yeah. gulf there, don't you? Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. And um, like I was saying to you earlier, you need, you need to be able to stay in the Premier League to be able to compete. You know, to be, well, to to, to, well, to to continue staying in the Premier League, you know, and to be able to, um, well, again, to, to the money that comes with it as well will, will obviously help. I mean, as much as um, <laughs> you'd love to think that football isn't the most, uh, sorry, money isn't the most important thing in football. You know, it is when you're moving up to the Premier League. It's 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 a huge gulf between and. Um, but yeah, again, like I like I just reiterate earlier on, you need to win your battles down there, like with around the teams that you you think you're going to be finishing around, you know. And they're the games you need to concentrate on. And um, I, I can see you doing well. Again, it's about having a good start. It's about just well, not too good a start, hopefully, on Friday. I mean, after Friday, from the second game onwards, having a good start. Um, you know, and um, just not getting disheartened either. You know, because you. The, the, we talk about the technical levels in the Premier League, but what the Premier League doesn't have is a sort of like heart and fight that you, you guys have got in, in, in the leagues down from the Premier League. You know, you have to fight to get up into the Premier League. You're gonna you're gonna be fighting to stay in there. And so, some of the hardest games, as an Arsenal fan, I've seen us play, are against teams that are fighting for their lives. You know, so, and and that that will start from the beginning of the season for you. I, I think um, you mentioned technical ability a couple of times, and I, and I think you're you're right. One of the, one of the things that I think is that, um, and I think we saw this against Valencia, is if you give a team a chance, they will score. Um, and 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 I think it's probably a little bit more forgiving in the championship. Okay, <laughs> and, and you joke, but 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 nevertheless, I I know when we play good teams. In the in the split, it only takes a split second or two seconds for a, for a, for an opportunity to be carved out, yeah. and, and it goes in the back, of, and you know yeah. it, it goes in, um, and and I think that's probably what I sort of worry about the most is yeah. that is that I don't think we can give away as many sort of opportunities as we have done, as we did do in the championship. We'll have to tidy up a little bit there. Yeah, I mean, from my perspective, you know, I'm buoyed by the people that know Brentford best which is the people that have watched them for the last 10 years. Um, we, know, we know that we're going to come and compete. We had a poll that finished today on Besotted 
1,500 people voted. 93% of the people that voted said we were going to survive this season. Um, most of them, realistically, said we were going to be bottom half. But 50% said we're going to be in that safety zone between halfway and sort of sixth or seventh from bottom. Some thought it was going to be more squeaky bum time than that. And, you know, we were going to survive by the skin of our teeth. But there was 8% said we were going to finish top half and, and really sort of thrive this season. I'm kind of in between the thriving and the, the comfort zone. I think we're going to... I think we're going to come and play our football and I think that is going to surprise a lot of teams and I think I genuinely do believe we are better than a lot of teams that are going to be in brackets around us in that dogfight. It will be a dogfight. I'm not saying we'll be in the in the comfort zone all season, but I think once we found our feet, we 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 will do more than more than just survive. I think we we, we will thrive. Okay. So listen, we're going to come back to this we're going to come back and talk about this stuff in a minute, OK? Because we're going to have another little break, going to get another little beer, and then we're going to come back afterwards. We're actually going to talk about our team and how we think that we're going to go into this pre-season, how we're shaping up overall. So we thought, tell you something, we're coming to the new season, we've had a pre-season between the, the two of us, the two teams, but we thought what we're going to do is we are going to have a look at how exactly we have come out of the pre-season and go into the season we're going to have a look at four factors for each of the teams and see how they are so we're going to have a look at preparation first of all so the Allard how do you think the bees have prepared for the season good bad and give us marks out of 10 all right well if it's out of 10 I would say it's very close to 10 um I I don't really know how you can prepare better than the way we have in terms of the games we played we built it up slowly and then we started to hit our stride and then we sort of played I guess you know like I've already said the man you know there was a good reason to go and play Man United away um, and then we had, then you got the West Ham Valencia games and, um, and and both of them I think gave us the opportunity to literally try out what we were going to do in the Premier League I think um, obviously Valencia aren't a Premier League side but but probably you're going to struggle to play a Premier League side the you know the weekend before it all before it all gets going. So so you play a decent Spanish side, and um, so I would say in preparation in those respects, brilliant. And um, and also I think in terms of the way we rotate the players through those games, and you could sense that we were gradually building to almost the solution of where we're going to be on Friday. And I think we tried a couple of couple of things. There was a slight change at halftime against Valencia, and we'll twist one way or the other for Friday's game. Darren. Not, not really <laughs> not impressed at all with our pre-season we, we don't come out of it very well at all um, we've just we had so much work to do over the summer as far as the squad goes and um, as much as you know I'd like to hope that things will um, will go the way they should do before the window actually closes it shouldn't have been left this long and as far as our football goes pre-season it's been it's been terrible it's been disjointed but we've got players coming back you know we've got Saka we've got Smith Rowe we've got Martinelli that's um, come back from winning a gold medal the next day he's, he's back in training so he's obviously raring to go I can still see a lot of positives give us a mark out of 10 mark out of 10 sorry I was just trying to talk my way through it then because I was trying to trying to give you uh, mark out of 10 coming out pre-season I can't go higher than a three to be honest with you Laney uh, I'm going to go an eight. 
pushing a nine. Um, Allard's kind of explained pretty much, you know, what what I was thinking too. Um, I, you know, considering we had we had really important players playing at the Euros and they they came back very late. We haven't seen we haven't seen Jensen at all. Um, uh, Norgard only played, you know, really a, a cameo against West Ham and he played a chunk, you know, most most of the. Um, most of the uh, Valencia game, Devasoglu and Force, I think they're going to be really important this season. They've been given decent amount of minutes, I think, um, in, in, in the build-up. Um, I'd like to have seen a little bit more of Christopher Ayer. Um, he, he, he only played the, la- the last game, really, but we, we, we look ready. We do, we do look ready, and, and I, I am pleased to see the back of the pre-season because I want to. I, I think I think we. We're, we're ready to, to crack on. So, yeah, eight, a, a solid eight for me, Bill. OK, and for me, I'm going to go solid eight as well. You guys have given a lot of the reasons as well. I was just happy that we got in there. I mean, I started off out very lucky to have gone to AFC Wimbledon, like I said, after getting an invite from the chairman. So I saw that game, and that was very much almost like the old-school Brentford games when you go to a pre-season friend. We had that and Boreham Wood, and in a way, I was expecting that to be our pre-season because that's what we're used to then all of a sudden we went bang Man United West Ham Valencia and it just took it up another level so for me for the fans the fact we were able to get in the stadium we saw some great football we saw the players who were very confident what they're doing I thought the preparation was absolutely fantastic for myself now personnel I'm going to go back the other way around now Laney personnel you know what you're saying about personnel and marks out of 10 Oh god damn it! You know, he's me. telling you something that personnel over here ain't doing too yeah, well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, a medical personnel. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, no, I, I think we've done our business pretty, pretty, pretty strong. You know, I, I, we we spent a lot of money um, for for Brentford. Relative. Yeah, relative. Um, and we but and we but we've got a lot of money to spend, I guess. Uh, so yeah, uh, Aya um, absolutely comes in with um, glowing references. Uh, Miles Pert Harris, we've not seen a, a huge amount of, but he's going to be a grower all this season. Um, Visa, um, he's, he only arrived yesterday, so you know, uh, really excited to see see more of him. Um, you know, it, it's it's and and Onyeka, he's, he's you know, as I said earlier, he's you know, the, the the crowd are already singing about him. So all in all, you add that to you know um, players that. You know, got us promoted. I think Canos, a big, massive, uh, massive season for him, and Mbumo again. He looks like a new player as well. Um, so you know, we've got Josh De Silva. Hopefully, he's going to make an appearance later on in the season. You know, we've got we've got all the ingredients there, Bill. Well, so put, put, um, eight again. I'm going to go, Darren. <coughs> Personnel. Well, almost answered that with the last question, really. Um, pre-season it's two, it's two out of ten and both of those points go to Ben White because we've done nothing really that we needed to do up till now I can't really say any more than that the Elod. Um I, I'm sort of going seven I think um, it was good to get two two big signings in early on Yekka and Aja both of them played you know a good part of the last pre-season game so that's great because sometimes you make these signings a week or two before the season starts and you, you literally have to throw them in in the first game or you decide not to um and then, and then Wiesa sounds really exciting, you know. Uh, so we'll, we'll see how that how that figures out. I don't know where he where he fits in. Maybe he plays in a Carling Cup game 
which I would imagine is in a couple of weeks' time. Um, I haven't checked, but but I know the draws after midweek this week. So so that that'd be an opportunity for him. Um, and yeah, more or less what what Dave says. I I feel like we might be missing one or two. Probably to be honest, I, we always talk about right back and left back, and and we 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 got Rico Henry, who's a, he's a solid left back, and then we got. Roslev, who's a who's a right back with with little experience, but may well come on this season. And apart from that, we're sort of fitting other players into those positions. So I still think we probably need a bit of cover there, and therefore I give it a seven. Okay, giving it a seven, and for me, I'm going to give it an eight, and I'm excited because again, listen, the players that they brought in, I think they're actually very good from what I can see. You know, Laney, you you guys have all talked about them, so I'm not going to repeat what you said. Um, the one thing, like I said, I'm slightly concerned about, like I said, two positions which we were looking at. We we're looking at a winger from last season and the, the left winger that hasn't come in and obviously Visa came in at the last minute as well and we're going to have you know somebody talk about Visa Chris is going to talk about him from Lorient the podcast there as well from over in France he's going to talk about him a little bit later on the podcast who says that he's a very good player so maybe that's covered up for us as well but it also looks like you know on the, we're talking about the right back because there's only a few positions missing the right back Alexander Barr there's big hot rumours about him coming in and you know besides we don't actually put rumours out there so we only do things if they're strong so Alexander Barr is a right back who looks like he could be coming into the camp as well which means that we might have areas covered off so at the moment now I'm giving Brentford an 8 because we're early before the season the players have got good time to get training in and I think they've done a good job on that just quickly going around fitness wise what are you saying um, I, to be honest we look we, I thought we looked fit against Valencia we've had a couple of niggles um, but you know it, it's pretty good to get through pre-season with just a couple of niggles and um, the only player we haven't seen is Jensen really apart from obviously Wieser is the new signing everyone else had, has had games to Silver obviously but I mean you, you you know you can't include him in this discussion because of his long-term injury Martin? Um, I would say fitness eight yeah Darren um, biggest concern for me is uh, Thomas Partey who I, I said um, before was going to be um, a big part, a big player for us this season, and he's just gone and got injured, and he's out for a few weeks. Um, other than that, really can't can't see many other problems. Can only give us a five out of ten because again, I've not really seen much in pre-season to give me any, give a higher mark than that. Laney, um, fitness-wise, I think um, they 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 look sharp. They, they they've looked sharp all the way through. Um, you know, we've got a two-two draw at Old Trafford. Uh, where we really did push them hard towards the end, so we finished really strong. Um, we, ca- we came back from one nil down against Valencia, and I think we, we finished we finished that game pretty strong. Um, West Ham, we were knocking on the door f- quite a lot. Um, you know, that's that's probably the weakest of the three you know games for on, on our point of view. We didn't look great up top. Um, we did we weren't getting the ball to um, to, to Ivan Tony. Um, you know, so. Uh, Tony's not looked 100% fit, I, I'd say, but I don't think he wants to get injured. You know, he's probably playing a little bit within himself. He knows he's, he knows he's a starter. Um, he's got nothing to prove to anyone. So, you know, Friday night, he'll be absolutely potty for it. And, you know, I, I so I'm going to give us a nine. Um, you know, and the players that have come back from the Euros, there's only Jensen that looks like he's, he's injured. The other two, sorry, the other three um, look look raring to go. So, yeah, um, thankfully, there's, there's no real big worries. So, yeah, eight out of ten. And for me, I'm going to give him an, an eight out of ten, actually, as well. 
you know, we've all said the reasons why. And, you know, it's looking good for us. And, you know, a couple of players out injured, but I'm thinking 8 out of 10. Now, coming back to the fans now, because this is the one one that is... We've got to give marks out of 10 as we're going into the season <laughs> as to the fans, what they're going to contribute, how they're feeling. I have to actually give the fans going into this 10 out of 10, actually, because I think there's an enormous amount of pottiness going into this season. We're absolutely gagging for it, you know what I'm saying? And we've had, like I said to you, a lot of... Um, We've had a lot of warm-up, you know, with the Bournemouth game back into the season. You know, me and Laney, like I said, you've been at the European Championships. We've been to all the games there as well as, as a lot of people. So we've had a lot of kind of just warming up into that. So I'm going to give the fans 10 out of 10. Going back around there, Laney, what are you saying on the fans' front? Yeah, it's got to be 10. Um, even even the Frank Out Brigade, they, I think half of them have had Frank, Tommy Frank tattoos. And, and, and the, the, other, the other lot are waiting for us to draw a match before they start ranting again. So, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's a, a complete, I think it's complete unity, um, which is, is, is rare. Um, and, you know, again, you know, most, most of the team and most of the, the, the management and the coaching staff have got nothing more to prove because they've got us, they got us to the top table, which was always going to be how they were going to be judged. Now, their task is, is changed now. It's about keeping us there, but they, that was never the benchmark. The, ben, the benchmark has changed. So, um, yeah, no, so going back to the question, 10 out of 10, and it's important that it is 11 out of 10 on Friday night. I want that stadium to be absolutely rocking and rolling. And we saw the noise that can be generated with 5,000, so you put 17,000 in there, it's going to be something special. Darren, what's the Arsenal saying? Well, a lot of people that know me on Twitter especially well um, if they're listening to this be surprised by this but I'm going to give our fans 10 out of 10 as well firstly you, you'll, um, you'll be making a lot of noise on, on Friday night like you say Dave but um, you'll experience Arsenal Arsenal away fans as well and they're brilliant they're, they're, they're the best as far as I'm concerned the best in the country you know we, we could be playing badly and they will just give their all and um, you know we've had a I'll give every single football fan in the country a 10 out of 10, to be honest with you, for what everyone's had to put up with throughout the last 18 months or so. So, yeah, the online ones, you know, it's a bit different. But, yeah, 10 out of 10 for me. Yeah, lads. Yeah, certainly, uh, I'm going to back you lot up. I mean, I'm going to say 10 for the ones I pay attention Ten. to. It's 10s all round. <laughs> yeah, that's it's, right. very, it's very Torval and Dean. Obviously, right. sixes, I call them. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I... I just think that there's there's this massive wave of, of positivity, um, I, and I think that any anybody who's sensible, and, and we um, we always have to remember the vast majority of our fans are sensible. Um, we'll we'll give the players and the management time this season to adjust, and and they might need that. You know, uh, it'd be great to think we're going to hit the ground running and, and, and bag some points in the first five games and um, and get ourselves into a position where, where, where things are looking good but but there's no guarantee that's going to happen and um, and it's all about sticking together on this one for sure definitely sticking together so I mean as you know we've got good relationships with people at the club you know we chat to them all the time you know we had in this very same pub here we had um, our directors of football um, um, Phil Giles and Rasmus Ankerson down there and they sat down they gave us you know we did a live podcast in front of 60 fans in the garden there we had a right laugh if you check it out Pride of West London it's definitely definitely worth checking out if you haven't checked it out as yet so uh, they were down here as well and we bumped into Rasmus after the game of Valencia on Saturday as well and asked him a few little cheeky questions including how does he think we're going to get on against Arsenal this is what Rasmus the Brentford director of football said about the Arsenal game last Saturday when we bumped into him 
St. Arsenal on Friday. We're, we're all getting excited. I mean, I'm telling you something. Most people, they ain't, ain't going to work on Friday. Most people, they're taking the day off, the afternoon off, whatever like that. They're going to be down there from very early. Obviously, very big day for you. Exciting day for you because as a club, this is what you've been looking at. It's like the pinnacle, the first game in the Premier League. How do you think it's going to go? No, I think we'll do well. I think we're ready. We, we had a good pre-season. Uh, everyone is, is, has been looking forward to this game. It's been, it's, been, it's been, you know, but it's still, it's like the first game of, the, of a long season. Uh, but you know, I won't. I I I, I would lie if I, I don't say we look forward to it. We it's a it's a it'll be a special experience, first Premier League game at this stadium. So very excited about it. But also uh, everyone is focused. We're gonna put in a a good performance. Lim players out on the pitch there, but you know sometimes there's one player that you think is going to be a key player. Elod, who's that for you? At the moment, I think it's going to be Frank Onyeka. I think I think he's going to move us from defence into attack quicker than we have done in recent years Frank the Tank on Yeka that is Frank the Tank yes <laughs> Darren uh, for me it's Emil Smith-Rowe Emil Smith we were very happy with Emil Smith-Rowe last year when he scored for Huddersfield against uh, Fulham wasn't it was yeah. it yeah yeah. yeah in that game oh we were jumping around like fools we were in that game it was fantastic yeah, fools he's going <laughs> <laughs> to be a big player for us yeah. definitely yeah, yeah. he's, like, he's yeah. Um, signing um, no, or, no, no player, player. Oh, player. Uh, Mbumo um, I think I think he, it's, a, it's a huge season for Mbumo I think he's he's actually at his level yeah I, 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 I'm going to love watching him this year Okay, and also for me I've got to go but you've stolen my Frank the Tate I, love, I just and, love the and, Frank the Tate and I have no prep I've yeah, no, been thinking about this question all day and I've nicked it from you you've so nicked it from me so I'm going to pick someone else actually, so so. You've, you've given up on Will Grigg now no, no, listen Grigg is going to tank now Will Grigg will be back trust me he will be back you know what I'm saying so well, I'm going to go for I'll tell you something I'm going to go for Jan Elt okay I think it's a big because the thing is I I wasn't sure if he's going to play, you know. And all of a sudden, he's come out and he's looking like a, you know, he's looking like a proper, proper, proper top player as well. Who looks like he's thinking Premier League, whatever. I might have only cost five hundred thousand pounds, but I don't care. I still fit in here. So for me. Because you know, I've, I've had to do that for no prep as well, so I'm going to go yeah now. But listen, you know we're talking about you know all these players as well. But what I'm going to say is that there's one player also that we have signed very recently. He was at the game on Saturday. The rumours are out that he was in. There are photographs uh, of him sort of kind of like you know in the stadium taking photographs and doing the old touristy thing. You know, Turisto, wasn't it? Like you know, Johan Visa as well, who uh, who like I said we signed from France again. He signed him for a lot of money. It's all undisclosed. We don't really know exactly. It's, it's higher than ten, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's higher than ten. Higher, lower. So, yeah. So we signed Wiesa from France as well, and uh, you know we talked about it on our last podcast. He's finally in the house, as we say. Signed a couple of days ago. Very, very exciting player. Now the thing about him, like I said to you, he's, he's the left winger that we're looking for. And all of a sudden we thought, tell you something, we need to have a little bit of info on Wiesa because we don't really know anything from him because he's come from France. So. I thought I'd go out and I'm going to find another chum because you know I always like to find chums all over the world and I've found my chum Chris from La Taverne Podcast it's Lorient Podcast sorry Lorient okay Uh, one more time Lorient Okay, and that's not Lorient, Leighton Orient, actually. We've actually signed it from Lorient in France, okay? Chris from La Taverne Podcast, he's going to give us the lowdown on Wisa. Hi Billy, hello everyone. This is Chris from La Tavane. I'm the host of this podcast about Football Club Lorient. Uh, Lorient is a French team playing in the Premier League. 
league uh, as we name it um and we are you have one of our players now which was Johan Wissa. few words about Lorient we have been in the Premier League in the Liga for maybe 13 years on and off and for the last two years we went up um some famous players came in from Lorient I think the most famous one is Kevin Gamero we had a who had a great career over there in Spain Atletico Madrid Sevilla Valencia and in England, you may know Lamin Kone, you may know Didier Dong, uh, who had played for Sunderland for a few years. Um, what can I tell you about Johan Wissa? Well, first of all, before speaking about the player, let's speak about the man. You have a great, great guy, uh, always playing 100%, always cool with the fans. Uh, very, very good guy, he will be missed here over there at Lorient. He's a very versatile player. Um, you mentioned to me earlier that he doesn't score many goals. Um, I think that's that's true. Also, it's it's not true. Um, he scored ten ten goals last year in our first year in Premier League for a long time. Um, I think one of his weaknesses he, he, he needs to be more regular over a season. But when he's in front of the goal, is really really. Uh, good, so I, I'm not worried about that. Uh, versatile players, good dribbling, good speed, uh, playing on the left side, um, but is also good number two strikers, uh, helping your number nine. He's very technical players, fighting spirit, respect the coach um, orders or con or or you say that I don't remember. Uh, Respect the coach decision, let's say, and very skilled when it's time to conclude. A lot of assists. He played 130 games for us um, and really, really good player, really uh, important in our system. Um, yeah, he needs to improve his regularity over the course of a season. A bit afraid about the physical dimension of Premier League. Uh, we know that Premier League is a bit more physical that uh, Liga, so he needs to increase his, his strength and also on the long balls he needs to improve uh, especially on the long passes he needs to improve but overall guys you get a very very skilled player fast players uh, in, he sees the game he knows where to go into the where, when to go in spaces so really really very good player you get uh, I don't remember the price I don't think if it's official yet or not I think we're speaking about 10 million pounds uh, I think it's a very good deal you got um, and we'll miss him so we will follow his season at, over there at Brentford cheers guys so that was Chris from Le Tavern podcast and what, uh, what podcast what, what team was that Lorient oh. podcast uh, you know not late in Orient but Lorient podcast you know we've moved on from Rheims which was the old school this is now the new school as it is and uh, there's, there's a few other players that come out from Lorient as well isn't there Darren there is indeed yeah uh, Lauren Koscielny and, uh, and Gwen Doozy as well right. uh, I've got another link oh Koscielny was yeah, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about the other guy but um so 50%? Yeah, 50%. So yeah, there's a 50-50 yeah, yeah, chance yeah. that Visa's going to actually be any good? Well, well, well yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I've, got, I've also got another link to Lorient as well. My, my, my dad once had a trial for uh, Lorient. All right. The one in East London. 
Oh, okay, right, okay. Yeah, right. I've, I've been told I'm not allowed to do my um, Moses Adebayo's um, was the last player we signed from uh, Lorient. Uh, no, you could, of course, you could do it. Actually, of course, you could do it. Not, not, not Lorient. Sorry about that. So listen, really, actually, interesting. He's really excited about it. The thing, main thing, like I said, he's a good bloke. He he passed the dickhead policy. <laughs> the, sorry, the no dickhead policy as well, which is definitely a very important thing. He's a team player. He really mucks in, and also he's very fast and they reckon that he's actually going to be a massive addition to our sides so that is actually uh, very 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 exciting There's, uh, one of the things I thought was a good point was that um, he said that he could play as a, as a second striker which I think is something that we're you know we, we do need to find from a from a player because I'm you know you always worry about what happens if Tony gets injured or whatever and I know we got force I think we all agree that Force on his own up front he probably needs to play with somebody else so the fact that we bought another player as well as um, Mbromo that can that, that can do it you know just, just gives us a, a little bit of competition in those in those places too so he can come inside and, and, and play through the middle if, if we need someone to I think okay. that's really important most definitely so listen we're going to go off we're going to have another little pint we're going to come back and we're going to start wrapping things up because we've been talking quite a lot about Arsenal, about Brentford, but we need to sort of just have a little bit more of a think about the game and what's going to be going down there. So listen, in a besotted podcast without having JB, he's back from his summer holiday and he's given us a bit more facts and funk. Hello, Jonathan Birchall back again. So it's finally happened. The bees are in the Premier League. And for the first time in over 100 years, the name of Brentford doesn't appear on a peacetime Football League fixture list. It goes back to the playoff final, and it was 10th time lucky. Our 10th time in the playoffs, and our 10th visit to a national stadium. It was also the first time two different players had scored for us in a match in those 10 visits. Amazingly, it was only our second clean sheet in our 25 playoff matches. Thomas Frank on his second visit saw captain and centre-back Pontus Janssen lift a trophy, just as legendary manager Harry Curtis saw his captain and centre-half Joe James lift the 1942 World Cup in his second visit. We're looking forward to Friday and our new stadium will be welcoming Arsenal. It will see our new home's record crowd and it should be the first time we've had a home attendance of over 17,000 since Liverpool visited Griffin Park in October 1983 for a League Cup match. That attracted 17,859. The last league match exceeding 17,000 was when over 18,500 saw us draw 1-1 with Chester 50 seasons ago on the final run-in as we achieved promotion from the 4th Division. Griffin Park's record gate for a league match was an incredible 38,535 set in 1938 when they saw a 1-0 win over Arsenal. So that was JB with his facts and his funk. Darren, you like a bit of funk, don't you? I love a bit of funk, yeah. Funk in the morning or funk in the evening? Funk any time of the day. Sounds all good to me. <laughs> the Allards, JB, sock it to me. Well, to be honest, I, I, the thing with JB is that I never can, I never feel like I can actually check any of his, any of his facts. <laughs> <laughs> That's because he makes them all up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, apparently that was... A, the, the really interesting one was that was only our second clean sheet in 25 playoff games 
and um, to be honest I probably would have spent some energy trying to work out what the other one was if it wasn't for the fact we don't have to care about the playoff games Is anymore it Huddersfield away uh, yes the second time certainly yeah. not the first time yes yes maybe Maybe. So it's just quite, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. But apparently, only one other clean sheet, amazing stuff. Which is, which is, which is actually, if you think about it, the amount of games that we've actually played, that's a phenomenal amount of games out, that we played. Out of Twenty-five games, only two clean sheets in playoff games. So yeah. it goes to show you why we've lost so many playoffs, basically, doesn't it? Why it took us ten goes. <laughs> but anyway, that was JB with his facts. And it's fun. Listen, you'll be getting more JB. Like I said to you on the podcast, just check it out every week. Pride of West London. But listen, guys, we're going to. I think we're going to wrap this up now because listen, we've got a game to look forward to on Friday night under the lights. We've talked a lot about it. We talked about a lot about the fans, the preparation, the game, the players. Who you're looking forward to? You're not looking forward to Frank the Tank on Yeka, You know, all sorts of stuff going on. Ben White. You know, Ben White versus Ivan Tony. Interesting matchup that's going to be, isn't it? That is, that because is, yeah. to, to me. That is actually a championship matchup. You might you might be fifty million dollars or pounds dollars. God, I'm in MLS land at the moment I'd, now. I'd rather just pay fifty million dollars. Yeah, saved a few quid. Then. It, it might be fifty million pounds, but at the end of the day, mate, Ben White, as far as I'm concerned, is a Leeds United player, and Ivan Tony is a Peterborough player. Whoa. So you, so there you go. He's a Brentford player now, of course. Nothing you know like what I'm saying? Yeah, you know so there you go. So this is the matchup. So, but do you think? that he's going to be able to handle Ivan Tony because this is Ivan's going to be like all day long Ben White isn't he 50 million dollars come on I'll show you 50 million dollars well have you seen Ben White he's a good looking chap you know for, for a start <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's still got to finish off Love Island this week but um, I'll be well you, we don't even know if he's going to actually start Ben White on Friday you know because like I was saying to you earlier on you know I, you never know what's going to happen with Arsenal everyone, everyone I've spoken to Arsenal fan think he's going to be starting on Sunday. I, 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 I think he probably will be yeah he's and, a good um, defender he's, he's, he's a great defender yeah and I, I, I think he's, he's definitely the sort of player that we need and um, there's, there's going to be little battles going on all over the pitch you know and um, like, I, like I keep saying you're going to be up for it from the beginning so our, our defenders are going to be, need to be switched on straight away you know but Ben White is going to, he's going to have um He's, yeah, he's going to have a lot on his hands. He's going to be one of our key players. Give us a score prediction. 2 0 Arsenal. 2 okay, 0 Arsenal. Oh, done all that. The LR. I mean, we talked. We talked about a little. We talked about a little battle there. You know. You know. What else do you do? You uh, see that might be kind of something key. You know, either from Brentford, from, I, from Arsenal. Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing for us is that we've is that we, we saw against Valencia. We in the first half he played a sort of a three-four-three three with two defensive holding midfielders and then in the second half we switched to 3-5-2 and we only had one holding midfielder and I, I, I think it'd be really I'd be quite fascinated probably unlike a lot of people just <laughs> the way I watch football to see whether we go with one or two holding midfielders against Arsenal I suspect we might go we might go with two for this one just yeah. to just, just to stop feel him. out the Premier League yeah, yeah. against that um, I think if we go with I think if we go with the one then it's a real sort of statement of intent to be honest yeah yeah and score prediction score prediction for me um, I think I think I'm going to say one all okay Blaney I was just I was going to oh, say no I was going to say you had no preparation no 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 I was, I, I was just thinking about my score prediction he's like, still got the I'm not, I'm not going to do this I'm not going to do the I'm asked about face but I was, I was actually thinking you know, I'd be happy with one all um, I think we're going to do better than that um, I, 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 I think we will obviously it's going to be a little bit cagey to start with we'll come, we'll come out of the traps confident 
but the last thing we want to do is let the game get away from us um, you know and, and you know joke, not, not, not even joking aside but you know respect is due you know Arsenal are one of the one of the greatest teams in, in this division you know never been relegated um, no chance of them being relegated um, it's they are one of the one of the sort of grand old clubs of this division and they they are they are quality so we, we have to prove that we are better than them on the night and I think we are capable of doing that I think adrenaline and the crowd and the occasion is going to get us through this isn't a team of bottlers and I think I'll, be t- I'll take a draw right now I think we can. I can. I think we can edge a win. So I'm gonna probably agree with you at one all. But I'm gonna actually because you've you've picked you bagged it. I'll go two one Brentford. Oh, have I checkmated you? Oh, you yeah, checkmated me. Three one Brentford. Time, now, isn't he? I don't know <laughs> what two to nil. do now. Three nil <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So listen. Right, for me, I think you know the key. What, I think one of the key battles is to see exactly how our central defenders are going to do in this game. You know, um, Asia, like I said to you, you know, we signed him fairly recently. I think he must have had a bit of a holiday. Came in. He hasn't played that many matches or competitive matches at the beginning of the game. There's a few moments where you sort of thought, mm, you know, what's going on here? But eventually, as he grew into his game, I mean, I'm not being funny. I think he wanted to be Ivan Tony at one stage. You know what I'm saying? He's right up the pitch, loves to get the ball, ball at feet, comfortable with the ball at his feet, playing the ball out. And beside Pinnock as well, who's a, he's just such a brilliant player. That player's come on so far since I saw him in the playoff final against, what's it, East Thurrock for Dulwich Hamlet about five years ago, I think it was. Like you know what I'm saying, and now he's playing Premier League football. So seeing those two together and also Pontus Janssen in the middle there, how they're going to deal with the Arsenal attack, I think that's going to be really key. It's going to be really, really interesting. I keep going on about Frank the Tank Onyeka because he only came on for about 15 minutes on Saturday and he was all over the place. Like he was properly like he's a Duracell bunny, as I say, and he was all over the place. And people haven't had time to really scout him or do anything about that so he's going to be surprising a few people when he comes off there because I'm sure even though he came off the bench I'm sure he's going to play on Saturday so for me those are the few key players that I'm going to be seeing out there I'm hearing what Laney's saying as well I don't want to get too ahead of myself I'd be delighted with a draw because we can come back here and we could be drinking all night and then the go bear afterwards but I'd just like to think that you know maybe we might just we might just nick it and maybe I might go for a little one niller go for a little keep it tight and then nick it one nil what are you saying there boys so look, you're all looking around <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's fine. I'll, I'll, take, fair, yeah. I'll take all the scenarios yeah. and, and, and to be honest oh, and, <laughs> I think I, I think if, if Frank Onyeka plays it means we are oh, we, we are going for, for my second so, plan so, which is where we actually have a go yeah. and we only play one holding midfielder no, and we, no, um, no pressure yeah. on Frank the tank then no no no, no. <laughs> I, I think you're I think if he plays then, then that's a different game plan to if he doesn't play that, that's kind of the way I see it at the moment I just, I just hope we shine you know yeah. I, I hope there's a lot of talking points after the game. Don't want to, don't want to dull nil nil. And you know, I, I, equally, I, I can, I can see us. We, we could get turned over two nil quite easily as well. You know, any, anything's possible. But it's hoping the occasion is something we rise to. And, and, and from what I've seen in the last year and the last, the last four months after the Wembley game in particular, we're, we're more than capable of rising. To I, this. I, and I think you're, I, I think we'll approach this the right way. I, there's, there's, been, there's no sign at all during pre-season that we are going to approach this. 
as as safety first survival, which right. is not the way we're going into this season. Yeah. And I, I hope I hope that's that, that's the way it does go as well, because I'm so happy for you guys. You know, I've got I've got friends that Brentford fans, and you know, it's it's great to see you are guys. You, are up you happy enough for us to give us a win? No, let's not, <laughs> let's not get carried not away, man. <laughs> and, and I, I think from an Arsenal perspective, you, you probably quite want Brentford to play that way because we will be easier to pick off. And we off. want Arsenal to play that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's the way to go. Look, it, look it's the opening game in a Premier League season. We're all yeah. going to, we're going to be, let's just hope it's, it's a great game. And we can all enjoy it. And you know what? Even if it isn't a great game, we'll enjoy it. You'll, you'll all be back here in the pub, won't oh, you? Oh, we'll be there before or after. No, oh, no one's, no one's I'll be, working. I'll be sitting there draining my sorrows in my front room. No one's... No one, <laughs> listen, listen, listen. This is, so listen, this is the Besotted Pride of West London podcast. Listen, I've really enjoyed this. I'm sitting out here in the sun. The police are going past, look, you know. We're having beers, you know, it's football in the thing. background, <laughs> like, you know. So this is actually great. We're actually talking about football. We're smiling. I'm sitting here with my chums around there. I've got the Allard in the house. Yeah, Greg, oh, you be. We got Laney in the house. We got Darren, the Arsenal fan in the house. That's right. And my name's Billy Grub, Billy the B here as well. So listen, you can check us out. Go and please subscribe to Besotted because you'll get them downloaded to your phone, to your laptop, to wherever else it is. Also, go to the Sky Q box and go Besotted. And also, what will pop up is all the Brentford content as well. All our crap. That's right. <laughs> you can go and get your Brentford <laughs> Premier League T-shirts if you go to the Besotted.com website as and well. Jackets. And your jackets. There's some new jackets coming out as well and also if you go to Kofi because if you like what we're doing you can buy us a beer by going to besotted.com forward slash beer so listen thanks very much for listening everybody we're going to be having more and more podcasts coming out the next podcast is going to be straight after the game Friday night we're going to be recording fans on the terraces in the pubs and everything like that it's going to go up either Friday night or Saturday morning but other than that I've really enjoyed this this is really marvellous I'm really wonderful we've got Arsenal coming down in the first game of the Premier League Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.